What's up? This is Bros Watch PLL2, and today we're talking about S2E12 over my dead body. Hell yeah, we are. This um, is, uh, episode 12 of the second season of Pretty Little Liars, in which uh, this is a mid-season finale, so some shit goes down. Yeah. Uh, that's Benjamin Light. I am Marco Sparks. Wait, shit. You're Marco Sparks. I'm Benjamin Light. That works. Um, so yeah, as we start off this episode, we've got Spencer, Hannah, and Arya are in a police interrogation room. They're wearing fancy dresses, and they are dirty, silent, and sullen. Covered in dirt, yeah. And it's very, very hot. And behind the glass, uh, Officer Garrett Reynolds is talking to someone, telling them about how they're going to be in a, for a promotion for this. Uh, you were right. And uh, this person, like, is, you just see, like, their chin as they, like, smile and put put a coffee cup down and then walk into the interrogation room. And it's Detective Wilden. He's back. Fucking Wilden. Yeah, get Reynolds, get Reynolds says that the uh, the girls have been like this since they've come in. They haven't said a word. Um, yeah, you were right. There's promotions for you. You know, you were right. We can prove this now. Uh, fucking Wilden. So Wilden then goes into the interrogation room, says to the girls, did you miss me? And then he says, like, murder is a capital offense in Pennsylvania, because apparently it's not in other states. Yeah. Uh, and that well, they're going down. Says, he also says to Hannah, Hannah, who was looking at her face for a moment, like, she's like, she just took a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, she just like, took a shit. <laughs> she may have. She might have eaten a lot of yogurt that day. He says, this doesn't just look bad. It is bad. And Hannah's just like, <laughs> Murder is a capital offense in the state of Pennsylvania. You're going down. Yeah, like this, he's dropping some real fucking knowledge on these girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then we get 12 hours earlier. So that, that's that's the kind of episode this is. The kind of episode where some stuff leads up to whatever got them in the clink. About time. The show did an episode like this, yeah. Well, there, there's ways to do this well and ways to do it not so well. I'd say this is a pretty well-executed version of it. Yeah, yeah. So 12 hours earlier, the girls are over at Therapy Ant's house. Trying mm-hmm. to see if she's there. She's not there. Uh, her voice. Well, Sorry, go ahead. Well, they're, they're trying to voicemail. There's no answer at the house. There's no one's answering the door. There, no one's answering the, the phone when she calls her phone. But last time we saw therapy and whatever, they were at her office. It was mm-hmm. night. This is now daytime. This, this is, is the, the next, next day. day. Yeah. Yeah. They're trying to see if she's there. Um, so the, they call her voicemail and the voicemail says she, it's their van says that she'll be out of town on a family emergency. Yeah. She hasn't checked up, checked her mail. She hasn't picked up her newspapers. Spencer deduces that she hasn't come home. She didn't come home last night. Um, the only thing missing from Spencer is where she can like put her finger in like a pool of blood and like lick that finger and then like deduce how the person died. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing missing from Spencer. But let's, let's pause all this and let's talk about, I know you want to talk about Arya's outfit. Arya basically looks like she escaped from like an eighties workout music video. Arya is it's it's nuts. This is almost it's, the most. She's nuts got on outfit. a uh, some, like a white tank top with uh, something black over it that has like a lot of like rips and like shreds in it, so you can well, see. It's like, a, it. it's like a dark blue sweater. Yeah, it was like 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 because it's like frayed in different points. Like one boob is basically exposed. Like one shoulder is exposed. It's like a. It's like something Jennifer Beals would wear in a Flashdance sequel. Well, and she also has the 80s hair where it's like, it's pulled back and by one of those big, like, hair clip things. Like, it's like the 80s style ponytail where it's all Messy pulled back. Messy ponytail, yeah. 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 And, and she's then, got gigantic earrings. Yeah. Those earrings are like these weird triangle things. They're like these golden triangles. I mean, if you, I like, believe- ring one of those and say that it's dinner time, they're huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe you would call this an isosceles triangle. This mm-hmm. is some, like, Peg Bundy shit right here. It, it really like looks a- like she escaped from the 80s, yeah. It's like a Peg Bundy's workout video. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, it's- they, they didn't tell us, but it was, like, 80s day at school or something. And... She's incredibly hot in this outfit too. I'd say it's, it's such a ridiculous outfit. Yeah, Wouldn't you just incredible. love it if at some point in one of these episodes, Spencer just turned to Arya and is like, "What the fuck are you wearing?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> As the only two people actually standing on this porch, mm-hmm. yeah, I would love that. 
So they they can't go to the like somebody mentions going to the cops, but they can't go to the cops because Garrett works for the cops, and so like that's that's a non-starter. What are they gonna say? Then then he would know that he was the one talking to Anne, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So they mentioned that you know they can't really say anything too because the last time someone they knew said someone they knew who said they knew who A was, they got hit by a car, which is you know sorry Hannah. Yeah. The which last, other point too is last time somebody thought they knew who A was, they got ran over by a car. This is also the last mid-season finale as well. Yes, that's true. The first mid-season finale is when that happened. Mm-hmm. And so then the girls are interrupted because Maya calls. Fucking Maya. Fucking Maya. So uh, let's drop into the characters and then we'll get back because there's some other shit that happens with all of them later. This episode's pretty crazy. Uh, so Arya. We don't see Arya first. We see Ezra. Lying on his couch. I guess they, they hand out couches to all first year professors in their gigantic his, offices. His, his office is, is filled with like leather and bookshelves. It looks like a much older man would populate this office. I can remember going to some of my film professors' offices in college. They were closets. I mean, Arya, yeah. or I'm sorry, Ezra, his office is fucking gigantic. Yeah, it is. Is massive. It is. It is like just. It's like the the man's dream of what like their den, which should look like, or their study. It'd be like leather and. It's like this is what Ezra imagines his office should be, and then I feel like it's like a practical joke in any minute. They're gonna be like, "Let's show you a real office. Here's a closet." Well, yeah, like there's a elderly professor who's been in a coma for a while. Like Ezra's been borrowing his office. Mm To like have sex with his underage girlfriend. Yeah, so he's on his his couch, grading the paper, his his quote unquote office. When uh, Jackie Millina comes in with coffee for the both of them, she has two empty coffee cups that she's pretending to have coffee in them. Jackie Millina is like, I've seen that you like this move, mm-hmm. and Ezra's like, Hell yeah, I do. It gets me hot. Um, well, and, and she starts like she's putting the moves on him. Yeah, she is. And she seems very severe and unattractive in this scene. But she, but at the same she's time, she's like, there's a little bit of a swish to her ass as she walks in. You know, like, she's, yeah, she's yeah. definitely trying to sell it. Lady Swagger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got some kind of paper that's about to be published. And she is horny because of it. And she's just like, you know what it's like, blah, blah, blah. You had some poems once upon a time, son. And those made me fall in love with you. And it's like she's getting just horny thinking about poems and getting published and like old media. Yeah. And then and then Arya walks is almost about to walk in the door with her own two empty cups of coffee uh, and what? sees this and like has to retreat. <laughs> yeah. Two big empty cup of coffee and her, empty coffee in cups. And her 80s two, workout gear. Yeah, yeah two giant <laughs> earrings. So Arya like ducks back and eavesdrops says, uh, Jackie's just like, like, look, I want to fuck you, basically, is what she's yeah. saying. And Ezra's D- like, uh, D- F. Ezra's like, yeah, I'm seeing someone, you know? And she's like, well, what if you were? And he's like, but I am. And she's just like, but what if you weren't? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> and that, already gets a text. I mean, would you say Ezra passed this test? Yeah, yeah. Um, not that Ario will give him credit. Although it's it's fun to imagine that Arya like paid Jackie Molina like twenty bucks or I guess you'd have to pay her a little more than that to go in there and uh, <laughs> pretend 20, to Arya's like here's twenty bucks all right, all right thirty bucks try to go malfrate my boyfriend yeah mm-hmm. um so Arya gets attacked she runs off she runs off from the door because she's working it's, it's vibrating but even still like, you know I love the I love that in all the parlance of TV and media like the the TV trope there. It's like the te- the the vibrating text sent- tends to like get people caught more, you know, like the tone. I can hear a vibrating text. I can hear my ups the upstairs neighbor. I can hear when their phone vibrates. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Well, yeah. So the text is from A, and the text says she's still alive. And it's a picture of Doctor Sullivan holding today's newspaper, <laughs> which is so fucking creepy. Yeah, it is. It's like it's like something like the fucking like Patty Hearst would have to go through. Mm-hmm. So um, then let's cut to our little interlude here because the next scene is it's at Spencer's house and Spencer has a big box, like a big crate in the middle of her, her like living room or whatever that place is downstairs. 
And it says open or she dies on it. Yeah. Spencer says she found it inside after she walked Toby out. So seemingly she like walked Toby out to his car, maybe made out a little bit and walked back in. And in the time that that happened, this box showed up. Well, so Arya asks, was the box outside and you brought it in or was it in the living room already? And Spencer says to her, I didn't touch anything. Yeah. Implying that it was already in the living room. Already there. She walked out for a couple minutes, walked back in, and that box is there waiting for her. Which, A, that's pretty goddamn impressive. Oh, that's not nearly as impressive as what's in the box. Hello. So, they open it up, and there's a, like, well, one first, of those... Hannah, Hannah mentions to her, mentions to everyone, Hannah's on the verge of really revealing some shit there. And she's just like, you know, hey guys, I haven't said this before, but Dr. Sullivan really helped me. And, her, and, and Spencer's like, yeah, she helped us all, Hannah. <laughs> Idiot. You know? Give the picture. Yeah, they open the box. They open the box. There's a, one of those, like, you know, newspaper cutout ransom notes inside that says he has until 7 p.m. to save her. These are my demands. Like, one of those notes, it's like, it's like cut out of, like, magazine letters. Yeah, yeah. It's the kind of note that, A, you want to get someday. B, you want to make it someday. Exactly. So, inside, there are three dolls. Three creepy dolls. The dolls are essentially for three of the liars. One of them has an Arya necklace on it, which I would swear we've seen Arya wear that necklace, or maybe she wears it in the future. Wouldn't shock me. Yeah, Arya's like, well, I might as well save this. <laughs> so Arya's doll, she she has a little thing on the back, you pull it, it talks, and Arya's doll says, make Jackie go away, in like a creepy doll voice. Uh, yeah. The doll thing is so fucking creepy. I mean, bravo A, for setting this up. Like, I, I don't even know how you would do this. Get, have, like, oh, I, I need a doll to look like this. I need to say this. That's, mm-hmm. that's some work right there. Seriously. I just keep saying, make Jackie go away. And with it is, some um, evidence that Jackie's plagiarizing a, a paper she's going to have published. I love that Spencer knows the esoteric German painter that Jackie Molina is writing well, the, her paper on? Well, the way it's delivered, Arya says, this is a paper Jackie is getting published on Theodore and then uh, Spencer cuts in with uh, Jericho, you know. Uh, yeah, he was this French painter and then Hannah cuts in and says, who painted? Yeah. <laughs> and Spencer's like, yeah. Like, I love that. It's just like, Hannah's like trying to uh, butt in and be like, hey, I'm, I'm not an idiot. Only kind of. At the same time, though, Hannah's like, Spencer's about to go on a whole thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to undercut this with what the facts we need to know. This fucking guy did some paintings. <laughs> it's a really hilarious little bit. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So um, then Hannah's doll pulls a string and it says, stop the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, like her father's wedding. Uh, Spencer's doll. See, here, here's where we screwed up. Because there's scenes before this that we should have talked about. Um, well, we'll just have to talk about it now. Yeah. Spencer Saul says, keep Toby safe. So earlier, uh, in, in Toby, in Spencer's room, Spencer and Toby were talking, and we found out that Toby's brake line, uh, was low on brake fluid because it had been severed. And he's like, oh, it must have, like, backed over something. Yeah. Which, no. Yeah. And so Spencer, no. and if she hadn't deduced it before, now she deduces, oh, that's why Toby's uh, brake lines were cut. That wasn't an accident. That was A. Wait, uh, flashing back to that scene real quick, too. Uh, from that, Toby's trying to make some, like, like sexy talk. And he's talking to Spencer, and he's yeah, saying... We can save that for Spencer stuff. We don't need okay. to bring that up now. Okay. We can get there. So, uh, uh, let's see. So, Spencer has to keep Toby safe. There's nothing for Emily... And they speculate that maybe A was just bored with Emily or something. A's been driving at Emily really hard lately. Well, they, they surmise that if they do these things, A will give the doctor back to them. Although, I don't know why they would think that. It seems like A needs to, like, kill that doctor. I mean, like, she knows she knows who A is, you know? You'd think that's uh, not tolerable. Um, but Spencer just says that A's being, the, A's being the ultimate frenemy. She's forcing well, no. them to get what they want in the most destructive way possible. Spencer, before that though, Spencer sits down and they're they're sitting there talking about how like like dastardly A's plot is, and Spencer's like, no, it's brilliant. <laughs> she actually has to give her foe credit. Yeah. Um. So, for example, like Ari is worried that if she uses what A gave her to destroy Jackie Molina, Ezra will never talk to her again. 
which you know yeah. it might be might be good for Arya. Mm-hmm. And so they they know that from the bell tower thing, like A like didn't hesitate. You know, Spencer well, you know, says so. So so the, the way it's delivered is so brand new. Spencer mentions that she saw A push off Ian and push Ian off the bell tower. Like there was no hesitation at all. So Hannah says, "Well, Spence, what are you saying?" And Arya says. She's saying that it was easy for Arya for A to kill somebody. Sorry, <laughs> A to kill somebody. Freudian slip, folks. Mm-hmm. And so Spencer will need to keep Toby away from her to keep him safe, is what she uh, deduces out of that. So let's jump back to Arya now. Yes, Arya goes to have a visit with Jackie and kind of very half-heartedly like lays some blackmail on her. Uh, she basically just she walks in and. Uh, Jackie Molina is just like, oh, you're looking for Ezra? You're on the wrong floor. And Arya just like puts down uh, her paper in front of her and then puts down the original like magazine article that she's plagiarizing it from. And just like kind of like lets that hang. Mm-hmm. And Jackie's like, well, what are you going to do with this? And Arya's like, I think you need to leave Hollis. I'm sorry I had to do this. Well, and then, so Jackie comes back with or? Yeah, or. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Arya's just like, I'm sorry, I had to do this, and like, pieces out. Yeah. So she goes in the hallway and she gets a call from Ezra, but she ignores it because for some reason she's feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. I would want to point out that this is like, it's so rare that A ever engages Arya at all. And yet, once again, Arya's being engaged to get what she wants, which is to get rid of Jackie. Yeah, exactly. Funny how that works. A only seems to uh, take an interest in like preserving the Ezria OTP, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. almost as though A were Arya. Almost. So later on, uh, we get some discussion of with Ella and Arya about how Mike is uh, he's opening up in therapy now or whatever, uh, and she apologizes to Arya for asking her to lie. Yeah. And <laughs> Ella has this great comment where she's going to go take a long, hot bath and pretend that she's a perfect parent. Yeah. <laughs> You're not. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Arya, she's trying on the dress for the wedding, and it's kind of like this like pink ballerina-looking thing um, with like bl- a black belt and big black laces. I, don't, I guess it Dork. works for Arya. They, they have Emily in a similar dress. It does not work for Emily. Emily is like, way too... like. Has like a big tall model body that just doesn't work for that sort of dress, you know? Yeah. Anyway. So the those, doorbell those rings. Those are my fashion thoughts. And it's Jackie Molina. J- Jackie Molina is basically doing the reverse blackmail. Yeah. She, she's just like, hi, I have dirt on you. Uh, and basically saying, like, uh, if you go through with what you're threatening, I will tell your parents about you, know, you and Ezra. Well, not just your parents. Everyone. Well, every, everyone, yeah, yeah. Well, so so she first she says, "You and I are similar, Arya. I guess that means that Ezra has a type." <laughs> and Arya's just like, "Fuck you, bitch." <laughs> I like how Jackie um, Molina just turned to evil. Yeah, yeah. Jackie Molina, she wants Ezra. She's willing to fight for Ezra. But her point to Arya is that she's calling her bluff. She will destroy Ezra. If she can't well, have Well, Jackie, Jackie says, we're both willing to do what it, whatever it takes to keep him. And Arya says, you didn't even have him. <laughs> yeah. You don't even have him to keep, you bitch. Yeah. Uh, which, Jackie Molina, in, in an, a kind of insanity that's almost, I would think, be respectable by Arya, mm-hmm. is, like, irrelevant. Well, she's just like, I don't want to hurt him, but I will if I have to. The fact that I don't have him? Irrelevant. You won't have him either. Yeah. And then just one final detail with Arya before we move on. I just like that later on at Hannah's wedding or Hannah's dad's wedding, you have Arya and Spencer, the two real girls, sitting together, uh, worrying about Anna, who hasn't shown up yet. So let's talk about Hannah. Emily. Emily, sorry. They're worried about Emily. Oh, yeah. In case it wasn't clear earlier, the police scene at the beginning that's Arya, Hannah, and Spencer, not Emily. Emily's not there. Where could Emily be? Maybe she's dead. Hmm. Hmm. So, Hannah. Uh, first real scene with her is basically uh, Caleb's back. Like, she's on the phone with her dad for something, but then uh, Caleb rings the doorbell, and so she be Caleb time. 
Well, she's just, yeah, she's just left em- Maya and Emily alone in her room. She's trying to call Dr. Sullivan again. Caleb's back. Uh, <laughs> I love this, this nice, like, little bit of dialogue. Caleb's like, Hannah, what's wrong? And she's like, well, ask me what's right if you want a shorter answer. So she she starts going into her litany of problems uh, that include having a dress that she can't find the right bra for for so she's gonna have back fat. And I like how she's like she's like you can be the skinniest girl in the world and you know and Caleb just like cuts her off at that point. He's like yeah I get it. Well yeah well yeah basically Caleb's just like that's okay the patriarch is here you know mm-hmm. I'm just gonna kiss you and Hannah she's like oh swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, we find out that Isabel had to buy a new dress for the wedding. Uh, maybe, can we just say, maybe Hannah did her a favor? Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about Isabel in a little bit. Because here. who the fuck gets married in that weird Vegas cocktail dress? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's there's one thing we should bring up. Um, after... Where did this happen? After Arya gets... Uh, the instructions to go visit Jackie, but before she does, we cut back to the police station, and Arya asks to call someone, because she hasn't made a call yet. And she goes out and calls someone, and she's crying, she says, I made a terrible mistake, and I need you. Well, again, the police station is present day. It's, this is yeah, now. Yeah. Everything else is 12 hours, 10 hours, 6 hours earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about Emily, or... Oh, no, we're, we're still on Hannah. I just wanted to get that detail in. I forgot to mention it. So, uh, Hannah's dad is there. She's, like, getting dressed for the wedding. And uh, Hannah apologizes to her dad. And he says, he talks about how he himself can be basically self-destructive. How, like, when, when things are going great, he looks for a way to sabotage it before, like, it goes wrong on its own. Before someone else can screw it up for him. Mm-hmm. So, so he's, he he's, trying, asked, he's trying not to do that now is his point in the whole thing. I mean, Hannah asks him... If he loves Isabel, oh, and his response is not a yes or a no, just that she makes him happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's happy? Cows are happy. Exactly. So uh, then we get to the wedding, and Kate's like super bitchy to Hannah, and Caleb has like his moment to shine here. He's he's apparently just learned that like back fat is an insult, and so uh, after Hannah leaves to like go do something. Like Kate tries to be nice to Caleb, and Caleb basically just is like you have back fat, and like leaves. Well, no, she's she's trying to hit on Caleb. Yeah, she's yeah. Just like that's a good looking suit, and he's like that's a nice dress. It's giving you back fat. <laughs> Sick burn. And she's just like ooh. She's just like ah, oh, guys know about back fat. Boy with the dragon tattoo. I'm walking away from you in disgust. Yeah. Um. And then uh, Hannah gets a text that says she's about to run out of air because uh, she's like been she hasn't obviously stopped the wedding yet, so yeah, some extra encouragement. So the wedding ceremony is going on. Um, you know, the the priest figure is going on. I don't know what the priest talk about. He's talking some nonsense. I don't know if you paid attention to it. No, it's, it's just, just like, like gibberish. It, it's like you will drink from like, the cup together, but not the same cup, or like you will eat from the same loaf, but not the fap, same piece fap, of bread. Fap, 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 <laughs> like I don't even know what the hell that means. You'll eat from the same loaf, but not the same piece of bread. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> How matters, is that related to a wedding? What matters is as the priest is yakking on there, Hannah's just like in front of everyone. Hey, Isabel, can I talk to you for a moment? It is so cringe-inducingly awkward. It, it is not even like, it is not even like, if anyone has any objections, speak now, forever hold your peace. We're like five minutes away from that, and Hannah's button mm-hmm. in. And everyone's just like, or even Hannah's dad just like, uh, Hannah, can this wait? And Hannah's just like, no. Nope. Well, there's a cut to uh, Arya. It's like, Arya, like, she realizes what's happening. You know, like, oh shit, Hannah's about to, like, throw a hand grenade. So, Isabel's like, well, let's go in the rectory to talk. And Spencer turns to Arya. They're sitting in the, you know, in the pews or whatever with the audience, the hoi polloi. And they're just like, I think Hannah's going to need a getaway car soon. <laughs> so they take off. Yeah. Well, I want to point out, Isabel here, she kind of looks like, uh, like the not hot version of Laura Layton. Like, she looks similar-ish to Laura Layton, but, like, not as pretty. Isabel is so forgettable. 
that I honestly cannot remember if this is the same actress who played her in her previous I don't appearance. think it is, but what does it matter? But who the fuck cares? Because, I mean, she's so forgettable. Yeah. So, Hannah goes right for the, for the deep. She says that when Tom came back to Rosewood, he hooked up with Ashley. And she's like, uh, yeah, in, in our culture, hooking up means sleeping with. And Isabel's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, she's about, like, Hannah's about to, like, draw a diagram or maybe act <laughs> it out. I think she's about to just do the uh, the circle with two fingers and then the, yep. the other pointer finger through it. She's like, yeah, yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's what they did. That, and then a little bit of this, <laughs> and a little bit of that, and a little bit of, oh, a little bit, ooh. Yeah. And then Tom is Tom has stepped in. Tom has followed them in, and Isabel looks up, and she's like, is this true? And uh, his face says it is true. So Isabel just leaves. And Hannah says she's sorry to her dad there. And he's just looking at her like, what the fuck, you monster? You know, like, you're a monster who will destroy anything. I gotta say for Ashley Benson, Benson, this is not the most, like, broken up sorry. She just kind of, like, shrugs and she's like, well, how would, how would you react in that? I mean, I don't think she'd be sobbing or anything. Like, she, she can't betray that she's doing this for any particular reason, you know? True, true. You're right. A is forcing her to do what she wants to do. Which, I would invite the listener slash viewer to ponder which characters force our other characters to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But this wedding is over. Isabel basically has dropped the mic on the <laughs> wedding. I'm <laughs> just what must Hannah's dad be thinking right now? Like, like Hannah is really this is the moment where it's just like she will burn the world to the ground, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and then Hannah gets a text from A with the address, presumably where therapy Ann is. So Emily, oh, wait, let me check and see if we're missing anything with the cops here. So keep cutting back to them. Uh, it's, I guess we can talk about this right here. It's not super important where we talk about it. Uh, Garrett's talking to some other cop at the police station in kind of present day about how, uh, they can't find page five in the autopsy report. And, uh, it's missing from the computer as well. And so there's, n- and that, that page had the, all the information about the trace evidence that was found on the body. Mm-hmm. So right, as of right now, they have no records at all of what the trace evidence on the body was. This is the only other black cop on the force besides Officer Barry. Mm-hmm. You get the feeling that Officer Barry and this guy, like, they probably hang out and just talk shit about Garrett. I mean, all the other cops, too. Mostly Garrett. Yeah, mostly Garrett, because he's creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. They're just like, did you see his fucking car? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Have you seen his girlfriend? Seriously. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> She's in high school. Yeah. <laughs> well, then the other cops just for some reason he doesn't have no, to hide that's that. That's normal in this town. That's yeah. normal in this town. We like we like young girls. We like that. It's cool. Yeah, for some reason it's totally okay for Officer Garrett Reynolds to date a high school student. Totally normal because she's Which, blind. Yeah, I love that we've established that these these kids are all way older too. Garrett seems Garrett seems like he's younger. Although, well, we saw him in a yearbook. They they could have been in different classes, I guess. It sure seems like he's the same age as Jason. And Doesn't Wilson. it feel like he's like the younger of the three, though? I don't know. Like I could totally see him being like the freshman to their juniors or something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, <laughs> I love it the way that they've covered their tracks on that because you never really know what the age is with these out of high school kids is yeah. is the fact that Jason was high for potentially three to ten years. Mm. So therefore anybody could be any age depending on what the plot needs them to be. Um, you talk about Emily? Yeah, let's talk about Emily. So uh, she's got, it's at Hannah's room but she's got Maya over. Hannah's there as well. And Hannah is asking Maya about like her like Jesus camp she went to and like, you know, what kind of crazy shit do they make you do? And Emily is just like, hey, Hannah, why don't you get the fuck out? I got my girlfriend over here, you know? And I haven't seen her in a while. Mm-hmm. Even though we if had you a can whole, take the hint, yeah. If we had a whole night, the other night, I haven't seen her in a while. So Emily is just like, or uh, uh, Hannah is just kind of like, oh, 
are you going to do it on my bed? You know, it's basically her. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, cool. Yeah. So can I watch? Yeah. They're just so like, like Hannah and her mom are just so fascinated by Emily's like, like lesbianism. But, um, so we find out that all the liars in this scene are going to, to the wedding, which obviously we know now because of this podcast. Um, Maya is very pleased that Emily called her. She feels bad that she was not the first person to call. She's glad that Emily called her because, of course, she is. Because Emily's mm. probably the best thing that's ever happened to her. But then Maya says she just wants to be friends to start out. Yeah, right. And you, like, as, uh, like, Hannah's left at this point, and Maya has some line about, like, uh, her friends, and you kind of get the feeling that, like, Maya hates the liars. Like, yeah. she, she hates the idea that, that Emily's probably always going to be closer to them than to her, you know? Yeah. Well, any, anything, anyone or anything that will become between them, she despises. It's like, just, for example, Emily's family. Well, you know, girls out there, guys out there, if you're dating someone and you dating them requires you to, like, lose all your friends, you're dating the wrong person. Yeah, not a good sign mm-hmm. at all. Um, unless your friends are shit, then get new friends. Bros before hoes, chicks before dicks. Um, so like later on, Emily is on her way to the wedding and seemingly her sat nav gets hacked. Yeah. Her her GPS in the car is like, make a right when the left is to the church where the wedding is. And Emily's like, Oh, what's wrong with this? You know? And like, it, it won't turn off or reset anything. It keeps telling her to turn right. And so she looks in the back seat, and there's her eight, her eight doll from A. And she pulls the string, and it says, I'm taking you to her. Go alone. Does it say go alone or go along? Go alone. Okay. Which, bravo, A. I don't know how you uh, hacked her GPS and got the, the, the doll in there, but well done. I mean, at what point does one of the characters in the show, presumably Spencer, be like, guys... We should just join up with A. This <laughs> chick is crazy brilliant. If only um, A didn't hate you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, alright, so, can we talk about the present day, you know, in the, the framing sequence, the press conference? Uh, yet? Not, not yet, no, not yet. Okay, so the press conference fascinates me. So, uh, Emily arrives at the destination that A is programmed into her GPS, and it's like a barn that's kind of out in the middle of the woods, like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I think this is like the same barn that showed up in an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode, so it's probably somewhere in L.A. <laughs> and she opens the barn up, or I think she, she gets like an A-text that says, like, you're here or something like that. Uh, she opens the barn up, and there's just like a car running inside. Mm-hmm. Which I think we're supposed to assume is Therapy Ann's car, although I, I would assume it actually isn't, just for logistical reasons later. Um, I don't know. The car's running. It's, car, it's, the whole barn is full of gas. Running car. Uh, the barn's full of carbon monoxide, obviously. Uh, Emily goes in there and kind of looks. There's you know, no one in the car. Can't she see anything. She tries to open the car. To, like, shut the car off. Car won't open. And then someone closes the barn door and locks it behind her. So now she's trapped inside with this car that's still running and getting poisoned by carbon monoxide. Mm-hmm. Full of gas, yeah. Uh, then we get like three hours later, Emily's passed out in that same barn. She's passed out, and then the barn door opens, and uh, somebody. She gets, somebody drags Emily out, and then Emily kind of like wakes up, but it's still like afternoon. You can tell by the lighting. It's still it's not, it's not it's, dusky. It's very sunny, yeah. Emily starts to wake up and open her eyes, and uh, she just sees like the trees above her, and then she sees Allison kind of loom over her. Allison, Allison, Allison says, "I think I miss you the most." So good to see you, Emily. I think I miss you the most. I pause and rewind this. She doesn't say "missed you." She says "miss you." Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, She tells Emily that she needs to rest, and she says, "I never told you this, but you're always my favorite." no one loved me as much as you do. Yeah. And then talking about A, she says, that bitch, or maybe talking about A, I don't know. She says, that bitch thinks this is what you really want, to be completely free of A. Which is fascinating, because she's seemingly referring to two different people there. Perhaps, yes. 
Um, well, I mean, this, that this whole scene can be interpreted in all sorts of ways. I mean, this is like a, a loaded scene. Uh, yeah. But so Allison knows who A is, but can't tell Emily. But why can't you tell Emily? Well, so she says, I don't think that's... Uh, she won't tell A is, and she says, I don't think that's a good idea. And Emily says, why? And Allison says, because two can only keep a secret if one of them is dead. <laughs> um, fun fact about the show in general. So they did the pilot for the show, right? The pilot for the show is about to be broadcast. The show needs a theme song. Uh, Ashley Benson suggests that song. Mm-hmm. The, the secret the, song. The secret song. It's already out there. It's apparently, you know, whatever. It exists long before the show. That show, the, the 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 line from the song has now become a line in the episode. So you can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Mm-hmm. Of course, so it, basically, it's a that's a got to be a pretty good uh, mid season finale moment there to have Allie drop that line. Yeah. Uh, so Allison basically tells Emily she needs to decide right now: does she want to live or die? Does she want to come with Allison? Well, no, that's not what she says. She says you can stay here or you can come with me. She doesn't say yeah. live or die. You can interpret it that way if you want, that, that this sure. is all hallucination, or you cannot. She says, do you want to stay here, or do you want to come with me? And then she, she kisses Emily as she falls asleep again. And then later on, and then Emily kind of like wakes back up, and it's not Allison that's there, it's the other girls are over. And it's definitely later, so it's not the same time. Right. Like, the light is different. It's almost Well, dark. I mean, and you can imply that Emily was hallucinating before. You can. Because the light was definitely very... Uh, spectrally bright mm-hmm. before but now it's very harsh and well now it's now it's like dusk it's like it's about to get dark you can see the sun's going down no mention at all about how the other three girls found her oh no they got the address uh, hannah did from a yeah Hannah got texted after she broke up the wedding she gets oh, she gets texted okay. the address yeah and so emily tells the other girls that they saw that she saw allison and they're like what mm-hmm. well no before that uh Back at the, or actually, right after that. So at, back at the police station, then like Emily comes back in from wherever she was to join the other girls in the interrogation room. So ha ha ha, Emily wasn't actually dead, even though maybe, I mean, I guess he could buy that they would kill Emily off. Like if you're going to kill one of the four off, you'd kill her off, right? I think the implication from long before now, up until now, and well into the future is that Emily is the weakest link. <laughs> Although, uh, more realistically, if they were going to kill anyone off, it could be like Lucy Hale just because she wants to like go have like a country music career or something, you know? We can't allow that to happen. We cannot. Uh, so another scene with the cops, I don't remember exactly when this happens, but the, the press conference thing, you want to talk about that? Oh, the press conference. Let me, let me get back up to my notes here. The press conference is fascinating. The press conference, they're, the black cop is in a press conference and he mentions that they got an anonymous tip that led them to the suspects. We don't know who, well, we assume it's the suspects are the four liars. We don't know the details yet because this is still like the framing story. It's well before all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of questions like being yelled at the cops, the cops, including the black cop and Garrett. Mm-hmm. They're being yelled at the cops. We get the reverse POV of that. There's not nearly enough people present at this quote unquote <laughs> press conference to be yelling all of these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular this particular framing sequence is fascinating because eventually Garrett's the one trying to push the the press conference away, trying to push the reporters out of a uh, out of the police station. We then cut from there to the interrogation room, and we got this nice shot of Arya and Hannah, where they both look pretty hopeless, pretty no, 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 no. Say, say that, say that. Oh, I can talk about that. In a juicy yeah. as fuck. Yeah. Um. So, uh, just the last detail with Emily. Emily wakes up and she's just like, Allie was here. And they're just like, what the hell are you talking about? You're obviously like, you know, hallucinating. Yeah. So let's talk about Spencer. Spencer. We have that first scene where she's with Toby. Uh, he talks about how he has to get his truck fixed because the brake line was severed. And apparently to them, this is just like an accident at this point. They don't really think anything about it. And, uh, and cause Spencer's like, Oh, you treat that truck like your baby, you know, like, I know you, you know, you wouldn't let that happen. And Toby then has to get like kind of weird and creepy and say, if we had a real baby, what would it look like? Yes. It gets super real and creepy there. And Spencer says, I'm picturing a newborn with a six pack. Spencer, 
the thing that's fascinating about Spencer is that she is full on objectifying Toby from the get go. That's how she rolls. That is how she rolls. Spencer likes herself some man candy. Man candy that doesn't think or talk too much. Exactly. Because Spencer, she's got that covered. Yeah. She doesn't need any help in that area. Um, so they're making out a little, and then uh, they spot Jason De Laurentiis next door. He's taking down the newspaper that he put up in Allie's room previously. Mm-hmm. And he also has a new haircut that makes him look more like a male. <laughs> and so the, I like there's a moment where like uh like they kind of like make eye contact like Spencer and Jason like they see each other. And mm-hmm. Spencer just like reaches over and like violently shuts the drapes on him. You know, just like fuck you. I think it's the same haircut he had in the previous episode. Did we see him in the previous episode? Or the, the, the not the previous episode, I'm sorry. Uh two episodes ago. I don't even remember him. When he goes to uh, give the framed pictures to Arya, I think he's already had this haircut. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he he's gotten to like the man's haircut by that point. But yeah, so there's a very bizarre sequence as Jason's taking down the newspapers from his dead sister's room, and he looks across the the way, and there's Spencer and her boyfriend staring at him. <laughs> And he, like, makes eye contact, and then Spencer just, like, violently, like, shuts the drapes, like, glaring at him the whole time. But they, they surmise pretty quickly that Jason spends a lot of time in Allison's room. And that's not at all weird. Yeah, so Toby asks some questions of Spencer about, so, you talked to your dad last night, what happened to that? And she is well, not going to tell him. She fucking lies, is what she does. She's just like, oh, yeah, he wouldn't tell me anything. And, and Toby doesn't understand why, you know. Well, Toby can kind of he he doesn't want to believe that Spencer would ever lie to him, but he can't believe that this is how it played out because he knows how she is when it comes to getting answers. She's tenacious, mm-hmm. and he doesn't believe that she would take no for an answer. And she can't, obviously she can't tell him about the real details. And so at some point he's like, "Don't you trust me?" And it's like silence. Yeah. All right, so uh, then in, so, later yeah. on, they, they get the, the box that says that Spencer needs to keep Toby safe. That's what her, her doll says. So she has to go meet Toby in his truck somewhere. He's got a new construction job. Because remember, mm-hmm. her dad fired him. <laughs> I mean, it's not expressly stated, but he's got a new job. I so. mean, if you're Toby, do you even show up the next day? Uh, yeah, I don't think so. And Peter's just I, like, I think Spencer's look, like, Toby, old sport, in case I wasn't clear, get the fuck off my lawn. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I've got your paycheck here, and I've lit it on fire. Because <laughs> I'm rich as shit. Yeah. Um, so Spencer admits to Toby in his truck that she lied to him. Um, she doesn't, there's so much to tell, but she can't tell him. So he asks her if she trusts him. And her silence speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. So she to- dumps him because he she can't be honest with him, and then she gets out of the truck. And well, she her way of dumping him is she says, you deserve to be with somebody that can be honest with you. I'm sorry. And then just, like, runs away crying. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, yeah, it's awesome. That's the most she can do to dump him. And Toby's just like, oh. She goes around a corner, and she collapses against a tree and starts crying uncontrollably. And then... Fucking Ren sees her. Ren's like over across the street or something, just walking by, and it's like, oh, Get coffee. What's that? Oh, it's that old bird. She's crying, you know, like, hello, Pip Pip. There's Spencer. She looks a bit vulnerable. Like, you see someone like that? You maybe don't want to walk out to him, but not Ren. Yeah, the decent thing would be to give that person a little bit of space. So then at this point is when we cut to the police station and we see. That uh, Hannah and Ari are both looking kind of glum in the interrogation cell. But Spencer, Spencer is staring straight ahead as though she can see through the glass. Well, she's initially she's staring at her own in, own reflection in the mirror. Hannah and Aria look hopeless and listless. Spencer looks like a wild animal who's feral. That is she's the staring. look of a, a true killer is what she's yeah, giving her. She right looks gorgeously like monstrous um well, this, she's staring ma- this at her makes own sense because uh, she is the killer she's staring at her own reflection 
somehow knowing that right behind her own reflection is Wilden. And so then we cut behind the glass and we see Wilden is uh, in the reflection watching her. And it's just very insane and wonderful There's for Spencer. heat there. Yeah. Heat! Um, so, like, you know, it's, it's four hours before the interrogation scene. Uh, Spencer's in her living room with Ren. Fucking she, Ren. She's gotten a ride home from Ren. And Ren, to her. Ren immediately starts hitting on her. <laughs> well, she says, you know, thanks for giving me the ride home. Thanks for listening to me. I make it a habit to never let myself cry in front of anyone else. And I appreciate you listening to me. You're the only guy I've ever known to carry a hanky. Yeah, he's, he's giving her a hanky. And she's like, I don't know what, like, the protocol is on this. Like, do you want it back? Should I wash it first? <laughs> he won't refer to Toby by Toby's name. He'll only refer to him as... The carpenter. Does that mean Toby's Jesus? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just calls him the carpenter. Yeah. Um, then Ren tells her, this is the creepiest moment of all time. Ren tells her that he's desperate to kiss her. No, 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 no. Before he says that, he says, I know this isn't incredibly inappropriate timing to say this, but I'm desperate to kiss you. In her incredibly vulnerable state, she says, that's probably not a good idea. He does it anyway. <laughs> he kisses like her anyway. Creep. Like a creep. And Spencer says, you have terrible timing. And Ren says, amongst other things. Which, I mean, Ren is like pure evil, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. the fuck does that? Ren's a goddamn... Oh, you just broke up with your boyfriend literally 20 minutes ago? Well, Do you think we could make out? Does that work for you? I, I, I've just, like, given you a ride home, heard the entire story, apparently, of you and the Carpenter's breakup. And now I want to lay some smooches on you. Seems legit. Yeah, yeah, it seems like a guy moves. She's like, I would really hate you right now if it weren't for that British accent. Yeah. You poncy, disarming British man. So then cut back to the cops in the present day, and Toby is showing up at the police station. He wants to know what's going on. So much to unpack in this moment. Oh, Jesus. He's... the black cop says, you need to leave, boy. You got no reason to be here. And Toby says, I'm not your boy, and I'm not leaving. And then they, they walk Spencer out to, like, I don't know, go to the bathroom or something. And Toby's, like, he's pleading his love, you know, and she's just ignoring him the whole he's time. He's screaming his love. And they're, like, love holding him back. Yeah. It's nuts. Toby's going to end up in a holding cell. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we have a scene where Veronica, she's trying to talk to one of the cops to get to see Spencer in custody. And then Jason De Laurentiis shows up, and yes. Peter walks over to tell him to fuck off. And then there's this whole, these two have like this weird cryptic conversation where... Well, first we find out that Emily's been brought in the interrogation room. She hasn't said anything, but she's been given some oxygen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, see, Spencer's dad is pissed at that Jason showed up. And... They have a conversation where you find out that uh, Jason knows about the will, actually. Well, there's a lot of dialogue, like lines of dialogue that I feel like become important later. Mm-hmm. So his dad comes up to him and she, he says to Jason, you need to stay away from this. And Jason says, I think my sister would want me here. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe just to do with the, the whole murder thing, you know. Um, but Jason... Like, Peter wants Jason out of there, and he kind of intimates that, like, he could, you know, he's he's vulnerable himself, and Jason says he knows about the will, he didn't kill Allie, and Peter's just like, I didn't think you did, you know? And he yeah. said, Peter says he, he, he told Jason something, we don't know what, he told him about this last night, thought thinking it would help, but apparently it hasn't. And well, Jason says, you told me because I gave you no other option. Mm-hmm. Jason says, I would have found out anyway, that's why he bought the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talks about how Allison had all these secrets that, you know, didn't stay hidden forever and that she, Allison liked punishing people with the truth. And then he asked Peter if Veronica knows whatever the secret is. Uh, is it Veronica or is it Spencer? Veronica. Okay. Well, he says, does she know and looks over at Veronica? That's, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, and, and Peter says, he, she doesn't know and she won't find out tonight. Yeah. Garrett is eavesdropping on all of this shit. Mm-hmm. And then as he's done, he's dropping somebody, like the camera kind of approaches Garrett as though someone's walking up and Garrett looks up and he says, you shouldn't be here. So let's see, cut back to, let's talk about the girls at the bar now. Uh, 
This is two hours earlier. They're assuming Emily just like blacked out or something. Uh, but if that's the case, and who drug her out of the barn? And then Emily spots a shovel leaning up against the barn, and she says that wasn't there before. And it's just like a, it's a shovel with the like the handle on the end, like kind of a short one, not one of the the really long ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And on the shovel are some latitude and longitude coordinates on it, like printed out and taped to it. They have to go dig her up. Yeah, it's the implication. Yeah. So Base. using Spencer's phone, they've walked where the coordinates are, which is apparently walking. They're on heels. Mm-hmm. They're all on heels. Yeah. Uh, right as they take off their heels, because they're tired of walking through the through the dirt and the mud and stuff, their heels, uh, they spot what looks like an air tube coming out of the. It's ground. Like a straw. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and this is right. They're right at the the coordinates now. And so Hannah gets a text from A that says, she's still alive, bitches. Start digging. So they, they start digging. Arya's really shoveling that shit up. Like, getting it all over herself as she does it. So they start digging frantically. They find a pair of boots and then a masked those, face. Those boots, by the way, those are the boots A ordered about six episodes ago after the fashion show. Yeah. Yeah, and a, a mask, but nothing else. It's just boots and a mask. And then a helicopter shows up overhead, shining a light down, and a bunch of cops show up. Mm-hmm. And they realize that A has set them up. So the cops like show up and arrest them. And at this point, you're wondering, what exactly did they do that they're being arrested for? Uh, so jump back to the police station here. Ezra shows up at the police station. Presumably, that's who Arya called. And Ezra intercepts him. Uh, mm-hmm. She's talking Ella. about... I'm sorry, Ella. Yeah, Ella is talking to Byron... And she sees Ezra, and she's like, oh, let me go talk to him, you know, like, before he gets the rest of the parents. Well, real quick, too, uh, Spencer's dad is filling in all the parents about what's going on here. And that Veronica's in with the girls right now, but they're going to need a criminal int- attorney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Ella says to Ezra, I know why you're here. And there's a, a whole conversation where Ezra's just like, I love her. And, like, he thinks that Ella knows about him and Arya, but Ella is obviously thinking about him and Spencer. And well, yeah, she she says that you know you know I used to think you're an outstanding teacher. I'm going to give you one chance to walk away from this because otherwise Spencer's parents are going to bury you. She says the Spencer's parents find out they won't ruin you, and he gets this look on his face where he's like, "Oh, I'm not totally fucked, but I'm kind of fucked." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, then we cut to the interrogation room, and there's Veronica telling the girls that. Wilden wasn't fired, but suspended, and now he's being reinstated as the chief officer in this investigation. Because he, he has significant evidence against yeah, him. Emily's parents are on their way, and then we kind of cut to one of the other interrogation rooms. Where Garrett's meeting with who, who shouldn't be there, who's Jenna thing. Jenna fucking thing. Uh, and they have like a weird conspiratorial conversation here where the says they, they couldn't have come up with a better plan. You know, and, and that Garrett can't wait to stop being a cop, but he has to, like, play this out longer. Well, first, so Jenna says, I wish I could see those bitches right now. I'm mm-hmm. sorry they don't know that we're doing this to them. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to give up your career in law enforcement? And Garrett says, I can't wait to get rid of this ridiculous uniform. They've apparently been waiting months to get into some kind of storage room. And so Jenna says to him, are you still worried about Jason? And Garrett says, he's figured out that he didn't kill her, but he still doesn't know that, still doesn't know that we wrote that note. And Jenna says, and we'll get away with it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the information we have here is that they were the ones who put the note in Jason's pocket. So we have that. It seems to suggest that they're the ones behind Allie's death. Yeah. Um, now, as far as the, the framing the liars here, that was A, and so either they're A, or are they working with A? Like, it's not totally clear. At first, yeah, it's, at first it's not clear that they may like, have I just, killed Allison. But... I just don't see Garrett going and getting, like, dolls and putting them in a crate and in people's cars and shit. Like, I feel like that was A. Like, it kind of makes me wonder, maybe they, like, kind of contracted with A on this or something? You know, like Garrett provided the evidence A needed. Maybe that's what he means. Like maybe A, maybe A contacted Garrett and was like, "Hey, get me that shovel." You know. Well, so in the interrogation room, Will is telling the the four liars and Veronica that that Allison was hit so hard that there was an indentation to her skull, 
And that even though they don't have page five of the autopsy, they've always known what the murder weapon was. It was a shovel. And he pulls out his evidence, which is the very shovel they were using to dig up therapy ant. And so I, this is what has me questioning. Um, is it, did they always know it was that particular shovel? As in, like, did they have that in the evidence room? Or did they always just know that it was a shovel and now they've recovered a shovel? Like, it's not totally clear. No, uh, presumably it would be that it was a shovel. But what exactly was Garrett getting out of, like, the storage room that had, he had, and, like, the whole reason he became a cop was just to get something out of the evidence room, apparently. <laughs> Wait, is, is that the implication, or is that he still hasn't gotten into the storage room? No, I think he has. It's, he seems to indicate that he has, but he, like, he can't quit now, or it would look suspicious, or something like that. I, I'm going to presume that it was not to get the shovel, because if the cops had already had the shovel, and they had not set up a sting to bust yeah, these four yeah. girls, they would know that, some, that someone had stolen their shovel. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, so Wilton says, we've known all along what the murder weapon was, and tonight we caught you with it. So and Garrett, it's the shovel, yeah. Yeah, Garrett, you know, coming back to Garrett and Jenna, he gives her a piece of paper, he tells her to go home and burn it, and Jenna says, is it page five? And he's like, it's over. And Garrett seems not, he's not as enjoying this as much as uh, Jenna is. Jenna is horny. Jenna says that Allie deserved to die like that. If she, yeah, if she could have sex on Allison's dead body, she would. I mean, she gets yeah. fat. So Garrett's basically like, this is over. This, this page five of the autopsy report is the last thing that links them to that night. Yeah. So presumably they killed Allison? Or at least had something to do with it. They were obviously there that night. Yeah. Um, so Although Jenna was blind at that point. Yeah. Well, then we get an A tag. Then the A tag. It's uh, at a diner somewhere. Therapy Ann sitting in a booth, and uh, it's like presumably like A like walks in and sits down across, and Therapy Ann says, "I've done everything you asked me to do," and A slides an envelope across the table. Mm-hmm. And then the waitress shows up, and uh, she calls A pretty eyes. What was Doctor Sullivan? She Dr. takes Sullivan the envelope. Leaves, yeah. She gets up. She stops to give A one last look of like disgust, mm -hmm. and then she leaves. And then the the waitress shows up. Yeah, and she says, uh, "Oh, do you want some pie with that pretty eyes? Who has yes. pretty eyes? Mm -hmm. Hey, you know who? Uh, what character was mentioned?" in context of their eyes on this show. Who's that? Ezra. Interesting. Really, mm -hmm. by who? By uh, Arya, when she texts her mom on accident. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to look into your eyes, yeah. Interesting. Just throwing that out there. So, we've we learned some things in this episode. Allie was killed by a shovel, mm -hmm. presuming she's still dead. We're going to assume that's a hallucination. Uh, and Jenna and Garrett... Definitely had something to do with not were the killers themselves, and have at least seemingly played a part in this framing of the liars. I don't know what part exactly. Yeah, yeah. On this, on this particular night, they somehow were involved. Mm -hmm. And scene. Mm -hmm. So that is it for over my dead body. The next episode is called the first secret. It's actually a flashback episode to when Allison was live. This is one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's just superb. It's the the Halloween episode. I think this is the first actual Halloween episode they did on the show. It became a tradition. This is the first one they did. I have never seen this episode coming up. Oh, I can't wait then. Because uh, this is one of my favorite episodes. It's wonderful. It, and it, I should say that, and we'll talk about this more next week, but or whenever we talk, but the Halloween episodes in particular... There are elements of them that are there because it's a Halloween episode. You know, it's not quite supernatural, but it's always kind of hinting at it. Uh, they're, mm -hmm. they're fun though. They're just like good, solid Halloween episodes. And this one is not only like an excellent Halloween episode in its own right. Like if, I don't know, you and me, we're horror movie fans. We like that sort of thing. But it also like, it blows out like the whole mythology of the series and like about who Allison is and like, like you get so much information in it. Like, it really takes a show to the next level. Is this the one where Hannah dressed like Britney Spears? 
No. Wait, maybe. I, I tried to remember because there's been a lot of Halloween episodes. Maybe, yeah. Okay. It's uh, a ton of fun. I mean, they even do the thing where, like, uh, like somebody escaped from the middle hospital type thing. Like, good times. Nice. And we'll talk about that next time. Later. Bye-bye.